what were we talking? Why was okay. I talking about Michael Moore exploding into baloney again? I don't know. Oh, I we were just talking you, about politics you're... and shit. And I was just saying, I was just saying we were coming full circle because now politics for everybody is this big entertainment event with like implications, <laughs> with heavy, heavy yeah, implications. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the most Fair ironic enough. thing about the whole thing is that i saw there was like a news story i forget which story i forget which uh show was covering it but they're like look at this college uh fraternity house that's half trump and half biden and they have like the the flags on either side and they're like you know we could learn a thing or two about this and i'm like you motherfuckers you <laughs> motherfuckers just uh, but burn the witch <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, that's just straight up offensive to some people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Are we getting started? Are we starting with that? Yeah, sure, whatever. What is up, Internet? <laughs> it is your boys, Brando, Castro, and Christopher House. What are you guys? Hope you guys are all doing well. God, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, uh, it's been about two weeks. It's been, it's been a little bit of a, a brain fart separation, but it's okay. We're, we're going to get right back into it, so... Mm-hmm. With a uh, new format. Yeah, yeah. Called Winging It. <laughs> it's not Winging um, It. It's just that we don't want to just cover one show anymore, I feel like. Because some shows get a lot of traction and some just don't have anything, any substance at all. So yeah, now yeah, it's, it's just like, just... not shooting the shit, but just covering a wider variety of stuff. Yeah, we've we've seen and heard and watched a lot of things in that, well, at least a comparable amount of things in that last two weeks since we recorded a podcast so we kind of wanted to squeeze as much of it as we could mm-hmm. into this recording so today we're just gonna kind of dabble it up as much as we can so in the spirit of that uh i got a list i guess we're gonna burn through it uh i think i already said burn the witch this is definitely not gonna be in the order of the list now but oh, what's nobody fine. cares so it's all right <laughs> there's so no order burn the witch so we were interested in seeing this, this is a a film adaptation I, of mm-hmm. a sort of limited series OVA, I believe, or limited series manga series that Tite Kubo, creator of Bleach, um, had created for a studio, or for created for Shonen Jump, and then they adapted it for anime, and it's a three-part, it's a, it's a strange, it's, it's, a, it's a film adaptation as listed, but it is a three-episode sort of OVA, and we watched it together on your visit down this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And what were your thoughts? I know that I had a little <laughs> bit of the pre-context. I had actually read a little bit of the manga okay. before, like, months ago. Do, do you so know had, if this goes past where the manga did? Because there's only three episodes, and they're only 20 minutes each. No, it's, it's, it's just more as concise, or less, essentially. Okay, because it's just one story. I mean, it, it really feels like what... Honestly, this is what I wish more shonen-style shows, like, introed themselves as. Like a nice mm. three minute, three part episode that shows off the entire world, shows off your main cast, and like gives you a good sense of what the world is like and all that stuff. Um, okay, so you felt it established itself very well. It's a really good intro. Um, that being said, not a big fan of the cast members. Not a big fan of the. Actually, that's like that's my biggest complaint. Is <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> the main two leads are fine. The style's great, um, and the animation studio like worked really hard on this, and it shows. So like that's all good and done, but like 
your main two protagonists are like babysitting a really stupid blonde guy and like that'd be okay if he wasn't shown to be like the lovable idiot when he's when there's nothing really lovable about him you know yeah the dude so it's like his name is balgo and he's like he doesn't get yeah no (laughs) (laughs) he really doesn't have like a whole lot of dimension to him other than being very giddy Mm -hmm. very innocent looking most of the time yeah and just kind of a body like he's just a dude like without much personality he's he's just a friendly guy yeah so to speak but he's not even like he's not even like what's her name he's not even like makoto from kill la kill where she's like um really supportive and kind of your 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 soul body and spirit i i disagree he he just is there to that degree he exists like a dumb prince that you have to bodyguard all the time you know what i mean and but he doesn't he doesn't you can say the same about makoto no 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 makoto Makoto. (laughs) um (laughs) but anyway What are we even talking about anymore? No, Makoto... So, here's the difference. Is that a character like Makoto is there to, like, give you a moral compass of, like, what is good and what is bad. And, like, you know, kind of push you in the right direction. And not only that, but when you're at your lowest point, show you that, like, no, the friendship matters and everything. Like, that's all good. But Balgo here, or whatever his name is, Bulgo or whatever, he... Yeah, he really comes off like a, like a, like a naive prince because he's just he just is allowed to exist because of who he is not not what he's done or anything but like who he is in the canon and the two protagonists just have to protect him because Mm -hmm. they are good people you know what i mean he's not a he's not a interesting character in his own regard and that kind of extends to the rest of the cast as well, to be quite honest. That might just be because we only get three episodes and the show is more focused on action. But even then, they're all they're all just kind of quirky in their own regards. They don't really have any personal... They have their personal motivations, but it's really shallow. And you don't really get time to develop them. So, like... Yeah. Nah. It's a show that doesn't have a lot yeah. of time, obviously, to develop itself. Uh, or develop with the characters in any sort of meaningful way. But you do get a nice slice for some mm-hmm. like the main two girls Ninny and noel um you know their their dichotomy is established very quickly like which is appreciated like right from the get um they're, they're they proclaim their motivations out you know i'm in it for money yeah, i'm yeah. in it for glory you know and then they just get right to business with regards to the fun and it's again um it's mm-hmm. very quick with its pacing as far as like moving from scene to scene to scene um, which is appreciative because not a lot of time to cover a eh, not a sizable amount of content, yeah. but to, to get from point A to point B. And it's beautifully done, obviously. We mentioned it multiple times while watching it. Studio Colorido, which I think, I mean, our only experience with them oh, since wow. then has been a whisker away uh, mm-hmm. up until this point, so far as I know. Uh, did a great job. Very beautiful. Um very fluid animation. I know these are kind of stock compliments, mm-hmm. but it was really well done, honestly, from a production standpoint. And one of the weird things that kind of occurred to me was I, I understood it was, you know, a Tite Kubo work, but I didn't realize until, like, we had Googled it post-watching it that it was physically yeah. in the Bleach universe. And I know I'm that surprised you don't have anybody has any attention to that at this loose... point. Didn't that... Didn't that... <laughs> oh. 
bro. It's Did, coming back. Okay? Bleach is coming he back. He like kind of fell apart, right? Like his his life kind of went to shit for a little while. Who, that's Kubo? why the series. Uh, that's why I thought that's why the series went to crap. I thought he got sick and everything just kind of fell apart. I mean, anybody who does any any of these long running shonen manga, I, like I would not. Blame I them get you, but no very few apart. of those um, high profile mangaka have like had their series like go on extreme hiatus due to health issues or shit like that yeah yeah i mean some of them go, i mean but he in particular i don't know if his life went to like went into the gutter for any reason in particular i mean he went on to do mm -hmm. other stuff uh there was another series i'm trying to remember that he did regarding zombies i'll probably maybe pull it out of my memory mm -hmm. banks later but i mean i've always loved i remember reading a story an interview with him uh and it kind of feel like it encapsulated my opinion of him for the better part of forever and that was that he always wanted to be a fashion designer <laughs> and that you see a lot of the the in-between covers for bleach with like all of these yeah. crazy outfits uh very very like chic yeah. modern outfits like really cool well designed for like a fashion designed outfits uh for for the cast of, of bleach and i'm like man this dude is all style very little yeah substance. he kind of falls on a lot of shonen tropes of like you know just have a little funny perverted moment here have a have a you know very snarky moment there stuff like that you have have quote-unquote witty dialogue which is quickly rising in my lips my list of tropes that i just hate from characters that i don't that i don't already like <laughs> but um but yeah, like yeah. yeah i mean there definitely is that point of like you literally get this point of a of a uh, in the show where you get the round table of i don't know if they're bad guys or just like the elites of the cast or whatever and each of I them think they're not bad right guys. but it's a round table more or less and each of those designs yeah. are like a four out of five or a five out of five like they they all rock and they they, oh, they literally exist just to look cool for like two seconds <laughs> They have like awesome yeah. intros, like yeah. custom shit, and then all of a sudden it's like none, none of them. them are like maybe one of them, blue hair man, is consequential, and that's about it. I feel like Kubo's got like a concept here that again, it was just like a limited manga series, like a four chapter season mm -hmm. they called it. Um, that I mean, they have a second season of the manga being announced that will be like published in, in Shonen Jump eventually. Uh, so there'll be more material to adapt, but like, I feel like this concept is like pretty solid. Like, and it could, it could have a future if Kubo yeah, it's got to some wings. It. No pun intended, but, but like, yeah, it's got some wings. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I had the same for the cast. I had the same feeling for them as I had with the cast of Fire Force, where it's like a lot of shallow characters, and the only way you're going to get them to be non-shallow is to have these bigger almost revelatory moments mid or late season that change your perspective on their quirky behavior and it's like i don't know i think it's really one note and i think i to the point where i mix up a lot of shows that go that way um i think that's the modern mm -hmm. i feel like that's it the modern i opinion. feel like Granted, One Piece has been going on for a while, and they do it very well, so I'm going to get a bunch of people hating on me for this. But I feel like that's also One Piece's style, where they you know, they, they make up for a character's quirky behavior by having a very traumatic backstory. <laughs> and people just go, oh, but you know, this relates to me so well, and I don't know why I'm French, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> I mean, trauma is just right. Inherently, and you know, I think relatable. I just get bored with it. To be quite honest, uh, not bored. 
it well yeah it's bored but it's more it's also more so that it's like you can only have so many people write like this until you start being like okay i get it like you start seeing the tropes play out over and over again and ultimately i feel like that's where burn the witch sits at it's like it's this gorgeous show that just doesn't have any artistic motivation outside of its character designs yeah that sounds mm-hmm. like kubo's life yeah uh, but great now. character so, designs i mean not really freaking solid yeah um yeah, and it was yeah. entertaining you know that was but i think it yeah, can yeah, stay a three-part that is to be quite honest yeah yeah that should be plenty <laughs> and plenty honestly, enough to so. talk about be young <laughs> and we're done all right now <laughs> so, no, yeah. no, we got a list <laughs> nah. we have a list on the list one of the things i sent to you was just things we've been okay. watching which kind of encapsulates a lot of what's also yeah, on yeah. the list so i'm just gonna bounce to what i know you've been watching at least mm-hmm. some of partially because i've been yeah. dogging you to watch <laughs> it's like, it it's like um, house not out house of, i not need out of, content yeah. give me content <laughs> I'm like, I'll make some on the side. <laughs> I got some videos in the pipe, but just please podcast <laughs> material. Yeah, but yeah, um, decadence. decadence. So this series mm-hmm. ended very recently in the last three weeks or so, as we enter the fall season and the summer comes to a conclusion. And I'd heard mm-hmm. good things. We share a Funimation channel, <laughs> and by share, I mean I bum yours. You're the one that has and a job too, that's fucked up. Anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so anyway, so be, so you finished. I bummed my Crunchyroll yeah, too. Yeah. Well, you, so you finished, enough about your bumming. This is a series that you have finished entirely, right? I'm and like you episode are still six. In the courses of- um, yeah, yeah. But it was weird, because I watched that first episode, and I was like, this is like the midpoint of a trigger anime to trigger make this where's trigger what where are you guys hiding at where i'm looking under the couch i like looking behind the tv watch some of it with you <laughs> and uh yeah it's not by trigger <laughs> lo and behold no it's my studio nut <laughs> i'm sorry i'm a 27 year old child continue it's all good it's all good it's a great series though it's an mm-hmm. original anime series mm-hmm. from studio nut and that has a lot of great talent attached to it. I believe, like, the director is Yuzu Tachikawa, and he did the uh, Death Billiards OVA, which eventually became Death Parade. So, another original anime project. I know there's people on it. Um, I know that the composer did stuff from Vinland Saga. I know that the fucking. There's a lot of great talent written onto it, and I heard good things. I was like, we gotta fucking make a podcast <laughs> out of something. So, I finished the series. I'm trying to get you. To, I've been dogging you. Not just purely because I think it's a quality show, but mostly because you can drag your feet. <laughs> but in general, what is your impression of the show? I remember I was semi, like semi-conscious <laughs> for you watching the first two episodes. I watched you watch like basically yeah. almost the full episode. Then I slept for a little bit. Then I woke up and it was the end of the second yeah. episode. And you were like, what is happening? <laughs> well, it goes like, it starts at like, so it starts at like a brief pace of... I'm going to take like a five minute spoiler warning. If you have not seen the first episode of Decadence, go see it. Literally just the first episode, maybe five minutes of the second one, and you will be where I'm at in terms of spoilers. So please skip the next five minutes or just go watch it. It takes like 
25 minutes um but it starts yeah and it's good thank god um but it starts off like you know like oh here's our protagonist and here's her backstory and she wants to be a a, a warrior on the front lines of this post-apocalyptic like mecca base you know yeah Yeah, not too right and uh and uh and then it it goes through her like first in experience on that frontier she doesn't get involved immediately but she gets involved later and um yeah she's a yeah she's a human well it's important to mount they're like, it's important they're the to say that she's like a human the... because at the end of that episode we find out that the most of the warrior race is a bunch of i think they're androids maybe i didn't i didn't finish it they're like essentially androids. so like they're introduced as like so yeah. you have the humans who are also mm-hmm. called the tankers and then i think they're yeah. called the gears yeah um, if i remember correctly and then the gears are like in the in natsume's eyes a warrior yeah. race designed to fight the gadol which are like these evil creatures i don't know mm-hmm. just evil creatures that are basically a scourge in this sort of post-apocalyptic world and they live on like like what you said a huge fucking mecha base which mm-hmm. is called decadence and not somebody wants to join the fight not a lot of humans slash tankers get to do that eventually she gets a taste of it um and her you know a gruff uh boss from the uh because she's not a fighter she's an arm she like yeah a she's a window person. cleaner she more or less. The, the armor <laughs> yeah she's a, she's yeah, a glorified yeah, yeah. window cleaner scraping off like a meat fucking junk yeah, yeah, from yeah. the side of the of the decadence and I, again the first episode it's paced very you know briskly no, but slowly yeah. at the same time there's a lot of like nice little there's like it, slow it, it, it's it's paced very well job. and then right at the end of that episode when they get thrown into the fight and it's like oh lo and behold her boss is actually a former badass and he knows how to fight it turns out that her boss is actually yep. controlled in space i think it is are they in space they're in a spaceship in space yeah 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 like, <laughs> how many that, times that can i say uh, space he is a s- <laughs> He's a cyborg in space. Like, there's like a spaceship orbiting over the planet, and all of these motherfuckers, like Natsume's whole life, is basically inside this biodome, basically on like the better part of yeah. Eurasia, I guess. Um, and that the Gadol and the whole conflict that she plays in, that she is involved in, is just a game for the cyborgs that live above, mm-hmm. like in space. To like more or less be preoccupied like with and uh, harvest the energy that the monsters give off. Yeah, the, the oxygen. The um, but anyway, like, so if any of you didn't listen to my spoiler advisory and you got to this point and you'd be like, House, you just spoiled uh, the midpoint of a 12 episode show. No. I spoiled the first episode. <laughs> like, yeah, that is something I do appreciate. So you appreciate they, they, that? They, they, they... Okay, that's interesting. Go <laughs> ahead. I think it's I think it's an interesting way to play the the, the story out because it, it plays out immediately at the end of the beginning mm-hmm. of the second episode in like a fucking five minute commercial <laughs> for the game. Like, like it's not even a dignified <laughs> like reveal. It's like. At the end of the episode, the first one, they have, like, a sort of, like, I don't know, like, mysterious cliffhanger. They're like, what is this shit? And then, like, at the beginning of the first, second episode, it's like, come play Decadence. Everything we told you in the first episode yeah, is bullshit. Like, you know, like, and I'm like, whoa. 
like it, the whiplash is intense and then it like really just kind of the rest of the story paces uh, needs to pace itself mm. from that perspective and it does so pretty well where there's the two separate angles uh kaburagi who's sort of i guess the real protagonist i mean he's like the second well, he's he's, he's the outside Natsume. story protagonist like there's two there's two storylines yeah, going he, there's katsume and there's uh the, yeah, the redhead yeah. girl and then there's him yeah and then they you get the cyborg side of things where you have like the outside perspective of like the game from these perspective of the <laughs> cyborgs and then you have um and and the society there within that wants to control bugs yeah. well, just and i guess when they say bugs elements. they mean like defective people more or less they're using they, they're using yeah, that that, that thing of like the order yeah. and this is a thing in just an anime and i'm sure and other shows in general when they when they mean something a bit more complicated but they just keep using a everyday phrase to uh encapsulate it so the bugs in this case are just defective persons or cyborgs that are not following the system's guidelines and it's like all right yeah yeah and so he is a, a bug i guess catcher he is one who like finds people who are, who are deviating or might mm -hmm. discover the truth or people or rope or other fellow cyborgs that are like breaking the rules and reporting them basically just being like an admin yeah pretty much <laughs> um and natsume kind of uh captures his you affection know, um, i would say he, he he's like at the beginning of this he's very apathetic he is so done with the yeah. whole thing because he was a, a yeah he, he has his past and, and he has this tragic story of oh i i let somebody else be a bug in the system and that caused my whole crew to get torn apart and now i just work day to day just trying to live my life and oh now i have this you know little star pupil that's the light of his life now and and is more or less his reason for living at that point she kind of becomes a daughter figure to him and uh yeah yeah he has like a like he I, how he gets disenchanted with it though is like i can i follow it like i follow it pretty oh, well it's easy like, it's like easy to and, follow and I, I wouldn't say it's anything like starbound or iconic it's just you know your standard fallen hero backstory you know what i mean where he gets yeah, yeah. this uh, seeing this kid through is his redemption you know that's the dark that's the dark knight's mm -hmm. tale and it's really it, when a dark knight's yeah, tale is yeah. done really well it's always a lot of fun um you get stuff like final fantasy 4 and indivisible actually has a really good version of the dark knight's tale um so that's always fun but you know that's his story that's what he's doing yeah i definitely say this is like mm -hmm. a variation of that for him yeah like they were what rankers like that's what they were called <laughs> yeah. like the previous system and when you were like ranked they were like basically esports <laughs> players like they were, <laughs> they were like pro decadence yeah. players and it was entertainment for people and eventually he got he showed one of the other players to cheat and like but he kind of empathized with that dude because he was like he understands it kind of gave him a like a sense of being so, yeah so to the, speak, the like strive sort of to be the best in that individual out individuality within the system that, yeah you're right yeah and that's what got him killed and then eventually he's like i want to he kind of like the reasoning for dying is like it gives him a choice mm -hmm. in the matter i guess like there's like that element of like i want to be able to at least mm -hmm. choose this um but eventually natsume comes around and just kind of like you said like kind of becomes his whole reason for living and then that kind of centers their relationship until oh the until end, the end which you were which i'm approaching, approaching. I, so i'm not a um, do you want to talk about the end because i don't care about spoilers i'm one of those people no no it's okay i, I there's not too much that's by way okay. of revelatory by the end 
Um, it is sort of coming to an head. Um, obviously, there will be some uh, some clashings between the two worlds mm-hmm. by the end of it all. Um, it's interesting. I definitely think that it it doesn't it doesn't fuck the landing. Okay. You know, it doesn't it doesn't like uh no. it doesn't botch it. I think it sticks a solid landing. Um, it's a solid, in my opinion, like seven or eight out mm-hmm. of ten show. Um, not the greatest thing I've seen ever, but like definitely probably one of the top ten of this year. Uh, definitely for a lot of reasons. Uh, the animation is that extremely is. solid. It's yeah. a unique story. Um, I really enjoy the soundtrack. That shit fucking slaps. That shit reminds me. The whole aesthetic of the in-game decadence world reminds me a little bit. Not in any sort of physical sense to Monster Hunter, but in a sort of spirit That's the reason. To Monster Hunter. Okay, I see it. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That was a new movie trailer, by the way. But, uh... Uh, <laughs> can um, we talk about that and exactly what i were exactly what I, I expected we, we kind of wrapped um, it up on decadence a bit i think right so we can we let's let's yeah, move yeah, on sure. to the so, monster uh, hunter yeah. world trailer because i want to i want to talk about yeah, that for sure. the new monster hunter and, trailer uh, came out uh, Jok- have, uh, yeah Mila jojo my favorite yeah, her, jojo part nine her, uh, uh <laughs> monster hunter yeah yeah jojovich and uh her husband who does like literally every capcom movie yeah son basically all of the resident evil movies Dude knows how to make which are all do knows how to make a budgeted title movie that gets released yeah and makes bank at the box office not even on resales because that's what a lot of people don't get is like these companies want the money to be made immediately so that it doesn't feel as much like a risk and that's what these movies do you know and on top of that i mean most of the profit is made like very rarely is a film's like like bulk of its profit made in like the resale nowadays market. yeah it's mostly made yeah even no nowadays, it used honestly. to be okay like, like street the, fighter 2 the not the animated movie the the live action movie capcom made bank off of selling the rights to that movie everywhere so that's why you would always see it in real yeah but that's like a very it's still a very niche situation mm-hmm. compared you're to right, the theatrical right. release making your money back and in general that was the uh, I mean, this is that dude's fucking, like, MO. And so, like, seeing this trailer, just to yeah. get to the fucking point, I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan. I've played it fucking mm-hmm. since the first one on my PlayStation 2. It was one of the first games I played Damn. online really? in general. Okay. Um, and I played with a keyboard on my PlayStation 2, typing up to motherfuckers, <laughs> making sure that they were headlocking <laughs> these these Rathalos properly back in 2000-whatever. And now playing Monster Hunter World and blah 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 and so this very nostalgic series I see and all of a sudden Miljovic is shooting a fucking machine gun at this thing and I understand the premise I've read the fucking wiki I know what the concept is it's like these people came from the real world and they entered into the Monster Hunter world and I'm like okay that's where Tony Jaa gets to come in with his great sword and actually pretend to slay something like mm-hmm. I imagined it and the whole thing still is like an aneurysm <laughs> watching it though <laughs> Like, I'm glad, like, the it looks like the CGI budget didn't fucking flop. It looks like, um, you know, Diablo's yeah, doesn't look Diablo's like a looks fine. When he, like, that being from said, it doesn't look anything particularly special. It's against sand, guys. I mean, it's not like, you know, <laughs> it might as well be it's against a, sand. I mean, it might as well be the, a, the great, the great equalizer. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> exactly. You might as well be behind a green screen at that point. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two colors to contrast against orange and blue. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Oh man. Oh, okay, so I, I posted yeah, a, I saw a meme that regarding the 
Yeah, yeah, because I played that in So the meme like, in the, question the, is is like, the Monster Hunter trailer, and below is just a screen, uh, not screenshot, video from the Monster Hunter, uh, what would you call it, Easter egg quest yeah, from, from Peace big, Walker. Yeah there's, a, oh. yeah, there's a quest where you fight fucking It's like Rathalos a really small Rathalos, too, right? Oh, he's like a little undersized. Yeah, but you're just like you shooting him <laughs> up with a machine gun, and I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, jeez. Uh, Man, but uh, yeah, enough about that. Enough. Of oh, you just want to list. get away. Um, that's really funny. This movie, this I mean, movie is going to make so it. much money. It's going to make so much money. I mean, its plot possibly. is going to be dumb, short. There's going to be barely any lines, and you know I why? Will. Because you gotta sell to China. That's what's gonna make it funny. <laughs> that's what's gonna work. I'm not gonna name any names. I'm not gonna name any names. But I, on my <laughs> Facebook, I've seen more positive reacts to that trailer <laughs> than I'd care to admit. They're like, oh man, this looks great. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> they know, Brando. <laughs> they know. This is why we're stuck with like what? 30 to 100 views and they get the box office. They know. I know, okay. I know. Let's move on though because I hear you dying inside. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of bit. dying right. inside. Um, <laughs> this no. game now. Um, dying inside. inside. Uh, I have mm-hmm. on my list Jujitsu. That's kind of Kaisen. about dying inside. A little bit. It is kind of like dying inside. Not watching know? it. Um, the show, the first episode a, was really, really fun. I actually really enjoyed it. It's fantastic. Yeah, this mm-hmm. going into this season, the fall season of anime this year, Jujutsu Kaisen was a huge, huge hype machine. Like this has, a, I know not with Yui in particular, and I know I, I didn't know this was I didn't know this was going to happen, which was kind mm-hmm. of funny. But I had heard things. I don't know why I didn't mention it, but it's a you know twenty four episode. Uh, anime that's being produced by Mappa, great studio. Talked about it a million times. Don't need to talk about it anymore. Um, <clears throat> but a very popular series from from Jump, and yeah, no, I mean it kind of had a really concise and fun and interesting pilot episode. I mean, you got a lot of sort of atypical shonen mm-hmm. bullshit happening, but the the aesthetic and the sort of uh, vibe it gave off of very horror, very. Uh, you know, demon entrenched. I thought it was pretty fun. I like the, how should I say, not just inherently the the gratuity and like the graphic nature of like, yeah, how sort shows, of uh, yeah, disturbing shows it was. Graphic, yeah. But I enjoyed it. Handsy, yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> handsy. Um, but no, I like the I like the premise. It's it's like another sorcery fight kind of series, but it's like also very entrenched in what I feel like is traditional mm-hmm. Japanese myth. Which gives it that horror vibe because a lot of Japanese horror is is based off of like demon. Now I'm gonna stuff. sound like a dumb Westerner here, but is it a play on jujitsu? Is that what the title is trying to get at? Uh, yeah. Jujutsu. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't think it's like. It's not spelled like the martial. No, art I know jujitsu. that's a different word. I'm it's just like, saying, is it a play on the word? You know, I'm not okay. entirely sure. I feel like it's probably a play okay. on something else. So we're both dumb listeners. Um, That's okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I, I really enjoyed that first episode. I kind of talked about, especially when we're talking about Burn the Witch and other shonen, where it's like, man, you get these protagonists that just either have a backstory and they're quirky with no reason and stuff like that. But, you know, you just kind of get mm-hmm. a, I, I feel like this protagonist is f- somewhat relatable outside of his, like, superhuman strength. <laughs> but even then he's like 
Yeah, dude is unnaturally Yeah, the dude is unnaturally big. strong, but at the same point it's like, okay, that's just shown in protagonist syndrome there. But for his for his personality, he's like, man, I just want to go to school. I just want to do my fun after school thing. I don't really have a care about these, you know, these accolades or these goals. I'm kind of he he's not he's not miserable in his uh in his disinterest. He's just like not dis- not really interested in anything. He's more interested in his grandfather. And then 5 minutes into the show his grandfather dies. <laughs> so he needs to find a kind of a new purpose and he and he just stumbles across this for his new purpose and it's like it's, I don't know, it just kind of makes for a simple and fun and relatable protagonist in my eyes. Um and I think the immediate superpowers that he gets make for a very cool design with the the double eyes um especially considering that you have this whole premise of a world that is unseen so the fact that you have your main character whose body is now like of made of multiple eyes and you know tattoos that can will will have to be hidden underneath his own everyday clothes like i think it makes for a, a cool design and and we'll like to see where this goes yeah no i mean i think that's a pretty unique premise and the character itself uh yuji who's like the protag he's like you mentioned he, he's a little stock but he has some nice quirks to him like you know and in, in riding it out with him not only from a character design point uh or perspective but him himself i think will be a fun ride and the world seems interesting and i'm looking forward to seeing more of the characters you know getting more dived into this sort of like i believe the guy he he was helping uh, like the exorcist i believe it's like they're exercising mm-hmm. the demons um getting more into that society i'm sure that there's a whole system to go inside with that and we get to finally figure out about the panda running oh on my the god rooftops. that panda yeah if you don't even watch the show at least watch the the op for the show Oh man, that pan! So like, you have all these characters doing all their awesome fighting stances, and you'd been teased about like a panda earlier. He's like looking at himself in a mirror, and it's like okay. But in the midst of all these people doing all their awesome anime poses, you get this like, like from a helicopter shot, this panda like like <laughs> yeah, no, right? vaulting between two, barely vaulting, like he's struggling to vault from one building to the next <laughs> and it's like it's the charm it's Wait, it's it's, it's the charm of it being so out of place as well as it being so serious at the same time it's 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 amazing and i can i can watch i i the this the clip of it alone is not funny it's the hard cut from awesome anime pose to dumb panda barely vaulting over a building <laughs> from one building to the yeah. next the, the contrast was it's like so funny like, um speaking of hard contrasts that make me laugh um you also have on the list here the misfits of the devil academy i believe it's a misfit, Sorry, misfit of the uh, demon academy of demon academy whatever that's the title of the show demon i think it's a demon king fuck it wait people listening yeah to this exactly. exactly so this we're talking about misfit of this demon is a king show academy, that yeah. ended the this season right it started and ended last season yeah it's a Another summer season show that just ended there. We're just oh, getting to man. now, honestly. Okay, so have you watched the whole thing? Have you watched the, the whole thing? Because I only saw the first two episodes. I have not Damn. seen the whole oh, well. thing. I've seen about, I think if I recollect correctly, about seven or eight. So a decent yeah. chunk of it. Almost almost all of it. 
and <sighs> I watched it almost all of it at once with uh, with okay. Alex and plural, and it is that, so. I was mm-hmm. told from other mm-hmm. anime friends that it was like uh, like they recommended it to me because I I saw the thumb and the trailer for it, like the PV or whatever before the season started. I'm like, this looks like dog. Oh shit. yeah, it Fuck looks this. it looks very generic, and for us, that's dog shit. Yeah, like, yeah. If you, if you are exactly. true dog shit, that can that can come full circle, but. But for, for sure. overly generic, but looks, but for like mediocre. Um, isekai cheat magician yeah, yeah. or wizard or whatever, like that show, that show is dog shit to us because it's just nothing, yeah, yeah, brings yeah, nothing to like, the table, has no stellar animation, just true, just purgatory, hell on earth, and um, yeah. and then so that's what this looks like, but yeah. <laughs> and then someone was like, "Yo, you no. gotta watch it," and I'm like, "Come on, dude, you gotta be serious," and they're like, "No, for real, <laughs> this shit is hilarious," and I'm like. All right, if, 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 if I'm in yeah. for the laughs, let's go. And so we watch it, and this show is pretty fucking funny, but I think the best part about, you know, Misfit for Demon mm-hmm. King Academy, of Demon King Academy, is that I am still wondering if it's trying to take itself serious <laughs> or not. <laughs> like, like I, th- I think that's the biggest I, talking point. Like, is it really trying to be a hardcore edge fest mm-hmm. situation or is it really a satire, but it never blinks? Like, it never gives you the wink and nod, like, to let you know that it's I a joke. I think like, it totally ever. knows what it's doing. And the reason why, the, the reason to. why, the reason why, to. and you said the best part of that was that it doesn't blink. And I, I agree. It's, uh, for those uneducated, it is about a massively overpowered um, demon lord who comes back after who who is resuscitated but nobody realizes that it's him oh this dude is like mob insanely overpowered and so he is like hey i'm the demon lord okay cool but like they're forcing him to go to school and he's not resisting it at all so he's just like yeah i'll be a student i'll grow up like everybody else even though he has the power to decimate people and does decimate people and then resuscitate them um but like what makes it all stick and what makes it all work is the editing. The editing in the show is so freaking funny. Um, and I'll, cl- I'll, I'll try to be specific. In the first couple minutes of the show, your main protagonist uh, encounters uh, the, the kind of stereotypical um, snobbish, yeah, douchey yes, snobbish, douchey prince. Um, who who's like oh man you're nothing whatever and immediately makes him grovel immediately makes him grovel and that's kind of funny okay sure i mean yeah the way no, it goes right down at is that moment funny. in that moment the initial encounter is pretty funny hard cut to the next scene where it's like okay for the for the intros for our students we're gonna have you fight one another and not even two seconds after this man was groveling in front of this demon lord, he comes out with like armor going, Yeah, man, ready for round two. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he was like yeah, it's so quick. You, your brain doesn't have time to process the fact that that guy should not be in this kind of mood. <laughs> You're just like, Wait, what? We're here already? And yeah, it's 
it's the editing, it's the pacing, and it definitely has something to do with the writing. Because honestly, you could write this show in this way and then put a couple scenes in, a d in different places and spread them out a bit more, and it'd be a bit dry. But the fact that it's just so compact and it just like gets right to the point, it's that is what makes it really funny. To be honest, that first episode was a lot funnier than that second one. Um, although that second one had a few moments. In particular, uh, what happens is you have two female, two female love interests, and uh, one of them turns to the other and goes, "Hey, do you like this guy?" And she goes, "Yeah." And then when that girl walks away, the girl, the the one who asked the question, just takes the guy and kisses her. And I'm like, "You bitch!" <laughs> like what the <laughs> shit? <laughs> you bitch! Like how could you, you do this? <laughs> You were aboard. You were like, like, here's the thing. It's one thing. Oh my god, this is such a tangent, but I'm gonna go on it. It's, it's, it's so diabolical, where you ask <laughs> somebody like, hey, do you like this person? And then they go yes. And it, you know, you can go, well, I like them too, and I'm gonna fight for them or whatever. But you just give no hint of your intentions behind that question. Oh yeah. <laughs> And you sneak that, that shit, shit and I'm just like, wow, that's the most evil thing I've seen. <laughs> There's a T-bone uh, in the whole situation. So yeah, I'm probably going to continue watching that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, pretty it holds up. I, I Up to where I'm at, it's, you know, peaks and valleys, but I mean, it's, it's, it's still got mm -hmm. me entertained at the very least. And uh, I'm probably going to wrap that up. But yeah, no, Demon King... Uh, Misfit of Demon King Academy has been pretty, pretty humorous. I've, I'm glad something like that came out because I, I honestly don't recollect a whole lot of humor this year from anime. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a welcome, a welcome catch because uh, Kaguya happened again, and I still haven't finished the second season. And from what you and other people told me, it's like yeah, it's still Kaguya, but like yeah, a little, um, a little whelmed, not overwhelmed. It, it lost like its that. edge a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But um, besides that, not too much else on this list. I could stretch it out a little bit no, further. We're still we're still trying to catch podcast. up with the newer shows, so we haven't really gone into anything else. Unless you've seen something that I don't yeah, know about. Still, I have watched the. I mean, some of these are new. Jujitsu mm -hmm. is new, and uh, etc. Um, I have watched the first episode of the remake of Higurashi, which has been a blast. We're gonna watch the second episode today oh. later. Uh, we being some of the guys. And I want to do a video on Higurashi for the channel okay, later. So, so we're going to keep that secret. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, well, too bad I announced <laughs> it. Uh, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, not too much else. I can no longer wait for you. <laughs> and I have watched basically the remainder of Millionaire. Oh my God, have you watched yesterday. the rest of it? Is it over now? Um, At least I watched up until episode 10. I see an 11 mm -hmm. listed. And I assume it's has it kept coming. up its pace. It has changed oh, drastically it. in a good um, way. It is um, okay. debatable. Damn. Um, but it, it's not like an anthology case situation. No, anymore. it's, it's just like, the this is the bigger crime spree that we're gonna try to take down or something like that. Kind of. Yeah. There's a, like a, a one yeah. big case. Yeah. yeah. Does he Drama keep? Does he keep using stakes. fuck you levels of money? Okay, yeah, good. Okay, but. that's 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 acceptable then. That that I can live with. So I'll have to catch up on that because that was, 
Oh boy, that was probably some of the funniest bits in those first two episodes was when he just <laughs> would just buy everything and and solve the there's a few solve the problem with and money. Then he gets, yeah. <laughs> but like I think half of the season is like funny like whatever the fuck happens mm-hmm. happens situations and then this back half is like all one oh, case okay. it seems like all right. so um good and bad i feel like uh, I'd, I'd like to well i'm gonna finish it out and see how how it sticks to landing but overall still enjoy mm-hmm. most okay of it. that's cool all right anything else you've seen or should we wrap it up here i think we'll wrap it up for today i think there's not much else that's coming to mind so it can't be okay. too important um yeah no thank you guys for listening joining us for another episode of the otaku remix podcast uh if you guys enjoyed it as always hit the like button subscribe we always appreciate the love if you drop a comment on anything we talked about today we'd love to chat it up uh chris what is the twitter twitter is at the otaku remix on twitter.com uh i'll try to be more active with it now that we're actually producing stuff um and you can also find me at houseman 2593 i mostly just retweet stuff about the fgc and promote my own commentary so if you're into street fighter or other stuff feel free to follow me there yep 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 i need to get twitter (laughs) Um, yeah. eventually because you know it's absolutely 2020. but um uh, i think that's all we have for today so guys thank you again have a good day have a good life and we will see you all on the next one